Welcome back into the Sweat and Serve podcast. I'm Evan Budrovich. We're a couple of weeks into conference play, and the new semester has begun. So let's take a moment to introduce you to the newest member of the Campbell women's basketball team. Sheree Smith is the director of video operations and player development for the program. Her first day was the day of the NC Central game, an education morning, and Sharice joined us for her first day on the job. Sharice played for Ronnie Fisher at Presbyterian. She grew up in Clemson, South Carolina, and found her way back to Bowie's Creek in the Big South, joining the staff just a couple of months ago. Let's introduce you to Sharice and learn more about the Clemson football fanatic and her passion for college basketball, which brought her back into the coaching ranks. Why did you decide to play college basketball? What got you interested in playing at Presbyterian? Man. Um, well, in my, I was a three-sport athlete in high school, so um, really just enjoyed playing sports. Basketball is the one I kind of grew up with. Um, but I tore my ACL my junior year, and that's kind of when it solidified for me that I wasn't really done playing basketball. Like, I didn't want to be done. Um, and so I, I wanted to push and try to play in college. And so that probably motivated me a little bit more to work a lot harder um, to get my skills where it needed to be. Um, and then it's – actually, I didn't get recruited by Presbyterian until, I want to say, playoffs of my senior year. Um, yeah, the championship game is when you actually was like – I want to offer you a scholarship. So I don't was know. this before or after the championship game? <laughs> this was after the championship game. Um, we ended up losing, so I don't know what would have happened if we didn't make it that far. But um, then I went on campus to PC, and, and it was really great. Um, the team that I played with, the girls that I got to know, I loved it. Um, and Coach Fisher made it a very easy decision as well, too. So the coaching staff, too. You grew up in Clemson, South Carolina. I did. And it is a small town, but it's a growing town, especially yes. with the university and with the recent football success of that program. Give us a sense a little bit of what it was like growing up in a college town that loved their sports and, and loved Clemson. <laughs> Um, well, my mom works for Clemson, and so I, I really was on campus a lot more than I feel like even some people who live in Clemson probably haven't been to a single game, um, but have heard. So I grew up around sports, and I grew up on Clemson's campus. Um, you know, the atmosphere was great. We weren't winning quite like we are now, <laughs> um, but living in a college town, it really puts in perspective that college is something that you can do and that you um, want to do because you see all these college students and you think they're so cool growing up. Um, and so, I, I mean, I think it was, it was great for me. I enjoyed it. Had to be a neat experience. This is in the 2012-2013 season, but you got to play Clemson mm -hmm. at Presbyterian. Now, first of all, take me through going to your hometown and playing there, but then secondly, you guys got the win there as well. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was it was amazing. It was our first win that was called a guarantee game. So it was our first win as a guarantee game that we were supposed to lose. Um, but, you know, I had invited all of these people because Coach Fisher tries to play, like, near your hometown or at your hometown if you can. So when we played Clemson, I was, like, telling my high school coach, my high school friends. Um, a lot of people were excited that they got to come see me play that day. Um, and so that part in itself was really exciting to play in front of people that knew me. But then – as the time came down and we had a chance to win, it was even, like, better. And then when Drea um, hit that three in the corner, it was just like a 
yeah, it's, it's an indescribable feeling, but it was really it was a lot of fun, so enjoyed it a lot. You, you buried the lead, too. You had the game-winning assist. Yes. Which you could actually find the YouTube video of it. <laughs> we'll look it up and share it with people, but, you know, kind of that grainy footage, but you set it up the pass. Ronnie's reaction was priceless. Yes. I mean, is that the same level of energy you get from Ronnie Fisher now that you see Oh, for sure. There? For sure. It's always the same Ronnie Fisher, um, all the same excited excitement, energy. Um, you know, he feel you, you feel like he wants you to win just as much as you actually want to be out there. And so, you know, his passion for the game and his passion for coaching is something that you'll see here now and when we played back when I played for him back then too. Since you've known him as a player and now the last couple of months as a coach, what do you what's kind of stood out to you about the coaching world? What have you learned to appreciate when you're a player you see it in one aspect, but now you see it as a coach yourself in the business? Just the amount of work that goes into it. Um, you know, as a player, you're like, man, I have these practices, I have workouts, I have school, and you, you have so much that you have to do, and you never really take a moment to think of, like, well, if I'm doing this much, how much do coaches actually have to put into it? And, and the amount of preparation, um, the amount of hard work and, and passion that you have to have for being a coach is probably times 10 that you have to have being a player. So. Um, I really appreciate seeing that side of it and seeing what goes into preparing for the game and, and seeing how much the coaching staff cares about the players because sometimes you just think that you're really just here to play basketball. Um, but I think from this perspective, you can see, like, if you care for your team, if you put in the work, like, they'll appreciate it a lot more. So, Have you had to increase your wardrobe uh, selection and closet since you joined the coaching ranks? Uh, what's funny is I was a professional before now, so I had to, you know, dress professionally every day for work, but now I'm, like, thinking about what color I have to wear. Um, probably have to add a lot more orange to my wardrobe, which is funny because I'm from Clemson. You would think I have a lot of orange, um, but I actually think I only have, like, two orange shirts. So I think, yes, I have had to grow my wardrobe, but kind of change it up a little bit. I know you got your initial degree in education and kind of went into counseling for your master's. And I'm curious, when you go down that road, what inspires you to want to be a teacher? Obviously, your mother's a huge influence in that, but just your own route to try to go into the teaching world. Well, I knew I wanted to help and support students um, and support students and help them grow in, in different capacities. Um, so I, I started off with elementary education because I really enjoyed working with kids. I spent a lot of my summers um, while I was at PC working for like a Montessori school and watching like kids from first grade to I think middle school almost. Um, and so really enjoyed that. And then when I got into teaching, I really enjoyed it. Um, but wanted to go back and get my master's, which then I started working with college students. I mean, I've worked with all variety and it's always exciting to me to see them grow and, and help people develop. And so um, now it's combining my love of basketball is my little basketball with the love of helping people grow and develop and I think that's a really good combination. So after a couple of years in the real world let's <laughs> say you know working with students working right. with kids at different <laughs> programs uh, you get a call about this opportunity mm -hmm. take me through how that all kind of goes down and, and what makes you decide to get into the coaching world. Uh, well I was working I was working at a foundation um, helping students get into college um, as high school students and so Really, this had never crossed my mind when I was doing that um, until Coach Fisher called, and I was like, he normally doesn't just call out of the blue. This is an interesting phone call. Um, but, you know, I, 
I had to think about it and he was like, well, just come visit and see how you like it and get a feel. Um, and so when I came to visit and I met the coaching staff, Megan and Lindsay and Ace and all of them, um, and then I met the girls and I got to go to practice and I got to see what day they was like, I was like, hmm, I really miss basketball a lot more than I thought I did. Um, and you know, it was just a, it was a great atmosphere. So I thought that Combining that with still working with students and still um, doing some of what I was doing beforehand, I, I wanted to see what coaching would be like um, and knew that I had coached like middle school and high school teams but didn't know what the college level would look like. So, um, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not um, I don't even know how to say it, but um, I will say that it was, I'm glad he called and, you know, I feel like sometimes opportunities arise and you just have to go for it. And I think that's what I did once I came on campus and saw that it was going to be a good opportunity for me. I know in the operations role, you're not as hands-on in the practice, but right. where do you feel like you get more of that one-to-one -one interaction or a chance to maybe influence the, the girls, even not necessarily basketball, but just in the day-to-day -day stuff? Um, just in everyday conversations, I mean, when we, if we get on the bus, we talk. We talk before practice, after practice. Um, had a chance to talk to Meek a few times just because she's on the sideline a little bit more. But um, just in every, I feel like in everyday interactions, there's sometimes they stop by the office during the day. And so getting those one-on-one -on -one conversations, are, it's very meaningful, meaningful to me. Um, and you get to see a different side of them outside of the basketball stuff. Um, which is also important to me, too. I know Meek's someone that stood out to you. Are there, are there other players maybe you've learned to appreciate more since you spent, gosh, it feels like 24 <laughs> hours a day, but you're, yeah. you're with them all the time now, especially from <laughs> December on? Yeah. Um, well, it's funny. My first day on the job, I got to talk to Julia as we, we drove to Wake Forest, not Wake Forest, um, Central. So got to talk to her a little bit. Um, you know, Haley is always bringing a lot of energy, always saying hi uh, when I go in the locker room and things like that. Because let's not forget, you're not kidding. Your first day full-time on the job was we were going up for an education game yes. at, Central. at Central. And I think I met you like, oh, hey, this is Cherise. She's yes. a new coach. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, <laughs> when we were at Central. Then I ran off to the <laughs> booth, whatever, to call a game, day and you're on the bench. And yep. So was that – because you've obviously worked with a lot of teams yeah. and played with teams and stuff. I mean, how shocking is that just – day one you're thrown into it you're already a couple games yeah. into the year and, and here you go yeah I mean thrown right in um it's interesting I had to do the matchup board um knew no one's name <laughs> had to sit at the end to make sure I knew what everyone was doing didn't know the game plan none of it um it was it was, it was actually wild to think about now but um also exciting um I, yeah it just it was exciting. I think it's a good way to start, you know, just get thrown right in instead of like easing into it. So, how long did you think it took you to get familiar with everybody, and now how much do you feel like they can trust you? <coughs> um, I think I'm still working on getting to know everyone. Um, it's a little bit harder with season because you know we do spend a lot of time together, which is helpful, but everything is so focused on preparation for the game. So I'm learning that aspect, still learning still learning a lot um but I, I hope that I'm getting to the place where they can trust me I feel like I, I've shown that I am a trustworthy person so hopefully we're getting there for the trust and things like that Sharice we did some research before this and looked up your, oh your bio from Presbyterian <laughs> and uh, you had very short hair it was yes. barely to your shoulders yes. it is not the long 
dreads you have now that are flowing. This is a radio podcast, so it's flowing <laughs> on both sides, all the way to your back, almost down, you know, gosh, to, to your hip. Yes. Um, what inspired the long hair? And is this something that's been new to you, or why do you let it grow out? Well, these are actually braids, so I get to take them out, and you'll see my short hair all over again. Um, but it was it's an easy hairstyle, so I just went for it. Um, my hair likes to, I, I switch my hair up every now and then, so you might see something different in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I was going to say, are you going to come tournament time, throw us a curveball and Who knows, yeah. Let it, it could, grow out a little it bit? It could be. Um, it could be drastically different, so we'll just see how it happens as we progress. What have you liked about working with this staff, especially with a lot of the Presbyterian ties, both you as a player and with people that you kind of know? How helpful has that made it for you? Um, it's been helpful um you know Casey I played with her for one year so that's been extremely helpful to already have that relationship um established and to kind of understand playing for coach Fisher how he operates a little bit more has been helpful um you know coach Miller coach Bowen um coach Hall have all been great they're all friendly helpful and and have been supportive of me as I came on staff and so I think you know, the PC ties were very helpful, but I also think the staff is just great overall to where they will welcome anyone who comes into the fold. So, We always ask Ronnie before he plays Presbyterian if the game means anything more to him. <laughs> he deflects it. He's very good at that. <laughs> For you, when we take the first trip, to the Templeton Center and, and go to Fats before the game. Um, <laughs> what's that trip going to be like for you returning to a place you called home for so long? Um, I think it'll be it'll be weird to return on the other side, um, not ag like against Presbyterian, but um, treat it as any other game and be prepared and, and do my job while I was a Campbell Camel now. Um, so it'll be interesting to go back to the gym, but I think – I mean, I've so far removed, I feel like, that I don't even know who's there anymore <laughs> since Coach Fisher has left and all the girls that I played with. So um, it'll be exciting. It'll be fun. Sharice, we underplayed it. You were very smart as well at PC, all academic team a couple of years and mm -hmm. had a very good GPA. How much pride did you take in that as a student athlete? And what's it like trying to balance all that from your perspective back then? Well, my parents were very uh, – very strong in, in determining that I needed to play academics first um, and then sports second all through high school. So then when I got to college, it was, it was pretty much the same way. Um, so, you know, I took academics very seriously and, and knew that that needed to be at the forefront of my mind um, as well. And then basketball came second. So um, thinking about it that way. But as far as balancing, it, it's it takes a toll on you to try to figure it out. It, it's not something that will be easy but you know freshman year you kind of get into a groove and figure out what needs to be done um you have study halls you have you have a way to balance it sometimes it's doing work on the bus sometimes it's doing work in the in between shoot around and, and pre-game meal and things like that do so. you and jared talk shop at all i know it's a little different <laughs> but there's some similar backgrounds to it um i have not met him probably the first week i was here and haven't been up there since but that'd probably be a good conversation to have with him see what he thinks on that side too so. i feel like it's two poker players we're just talking about strategy <laughs> or like two coaches doing in, in, you know sideline out of bounds plays yeah, they just yeah. could talk for three hours yeah and probably enjoy it yeah and figure out well yeah i, I would definitely enjoy that conversation with him so, so you've had about maybe four home games now mm -hmm. at Campbell give or take four or five yeah what tradition or what part of the in-game atmosphere stands out to you the most the in-game atmosphere um hmm, that's a good question I think I would say 
all of it is is a great experience to me um but i would have to say that the video before they go out is like a really cool video to me um you know presbyterian we didn't have a we didn't have a jumbo screen so having a video wasn't an option but that part of the atmosphere i think is really cool just to get like a reminder of who you are and and, and like how good as a team you can be um right before you go out and, and shake people's hands and things like that just makes you excited for the game to come I'm curious, your comment about not owning a lot of orange. Uh, how does someone who's a huge Clemson fan and grew up there not have orange? And then two, for fans back home, I mean, how close is the Campbell orange to the Clemson orange? I still have never figured out why I don't have a lot of orange. I have a lot of Clemson shirts now, but most of them are not orange. Um, and all of them say Clemson, so I can't necessarily wear them to a Campbell game, even though, you know, the initials are both CU. Um, but I will say the orange that I'm wearing currently is pretty close to the Clemson orange. I think it's a pretty good match. But if you go, you know, the Campbell gym is a completely different orange. It's almost like Tennessee orange, and we don't want that at Clemson. So. <laughs> no, I, I tell you, when you get to that level, they know the difference. Right. Right, Claire. Final question. <laughs> uh, this podcast will come out after the national championship game. Okay. But what if you as a Clemson fan thought of their run in football? And is Davo Sweeney worth every penny of that $9 million a year <laughs> that he's making? Um, I have loved watching their run. I actually was able, when we won the first national championship, I wasn't able to go to the game, but I was a grad student. And so a lot of our home games that were big wins, I got to attend for free as a student. Um, so it's been exciting to see what Davo has done with that program um, from the time he started to now. It's just been amazing. And, and I was living in Clemson for most of it. So um, that's also exciting. But as far as worth $9 million, I can't really – I don't really answer that question. Um, but he is a, a great person. He's doing great with the team, and he cares about his players. And, and you can tell that he is building something that people are excited about at Clemson. He's getting – people back on the excitement for football, Clemson football, and I think that's just amazing for him to have players who want to continuously play for him instead of going to the draft. And, and you know, outside of that, he's really strong in his faith, and I've met his family a few times, and they're, they're just really great people. So. And finally, Sharice, uh, what did you do as a player to get under Ronnie Fisher's skin? Doesn't <laughs> have to be a story, but something that stands out. And, and two, what's it like seeing him do the same antics, you know, here nine years later? Um, I mean, I as a player, I was a really good rebounder. Um, and so I, I distinctly remember a few times on film where I just didn't rebound and I didn't box out. And so that would always make it on film. And he just rewinded. So that probably got under his skin a little bit, was not rebounding, not boxing out, those things. Which is the same that, that kind of gets him now. So it's, kinda, it's, it's enjoyable to see from a different perspective now that I am not playing. So. Well, Sharice, thanks for the time. And I guess welcome to the staff.